Hello and welcome to Random Informer, the show where we inform you about whatever random things pop in our heads. I'm your host, Nathan, and today we are going to inform you about what happens during the most recent Game Awards show. As a little background, I myself have watched the Game Awards several times in the past and am an avid lover of video games. If you don't know what the Game Awards is, it is an award show where games are nominated for different categories, similar to, let's say, the Oscars. There are speeches, game reveals, and even performances that happen on stage. Today we are going to be talking about the events of the game show, including some of the results of the game show, the performances of the game show, and how people reacted towards it. And lastly, we'll be discussing whether or not there are any new games to look forward to that were shown during the game show. Starting off, we are going to talk a little bit about the results of the game show. I would like to start off with what to some would be the most obvious result to talk about, which would be that Spider-Man 2 did not win any awards during the game show. It was nominated for several things and is a game a lot of people enjoy. However, 2023's competition was very tough, especially against one of its competitors, Baldur's Gate 3. However, the fact that it was nominated for seven awards and didn't win a single one is quite surprising. You know, you'd expect a game as loved as Spider-Man 2 to get at least one, but I guess it wasn't meant to be. It makes you question a bit on how games are being chosen as winners, though. Because I really don't think that the voting actually matters in these types of award shows. I really don't. There were some that I was extremely surprised about, especially when it came to how high up Alan Wake 2 got, despite not being very popular in presence and on social media. For quite some time, I didn't even know about the game or what it was about, but apparently enough people knew of it, played it, and loved it to outvote extremely popular games. I'm not saying I think it is a bad game, I'm actually fairly interested in playing it myself, but it just seems unrealistic that if the winners of the Game Awards were chosen purely from voting, that Alan Wake 2 would have won the three awards that it did. A game that I absolutely believe should have won the Game of the Year and did was Baldur's Gate 3. It absolutely deserve that award for a bunch of different reasons. The game is extremely good, the story is fantastic, the gameplay is fun, replayability is there. Absolutely. It is still getting updates with new content, and not only that, but it is incredibly open to modding. It is a game that actually lets me slow down and take my time with things. Most of the time with games, I just have a marker telling me where I need to beat up enemies at, and I don't actually have to pay attention to dialogue and stuff. But with this game, I actually wanted to pay attention and read everything, even the books laying around sometimes had stuff you could read and learn more about the world, and they weren't boring. I hate to bring up Skyrim during this conversation, but the books in Skyrim were incredibly boring compared to the ones in Baldur's Gate 3. I won't talk too much about the game, I don't want this episode to just be me going on and on about Baldur's Gate, I just think that it is a very good game. 
All right, next up, we have an interesting conversation to be had in terms of performance. So, we were given incredibly bold performances during the Game Awards show. One of the more bizarre ones I think we can all agree was the musical number for Alan Wake 2 Old Gods of Asgard. I think I can speak for everyone when I say that no one expected what we got. To get a theatrical song for Alan Wake 2 like that, with the unusual visuals and that choreography, I mean, it felt like a fever dream. I feel like it would be more comedic if it weren't for the pure confusion I was feeling just while watching it. I certainly don't hate it. It did what it set out to do. It gave us an entertaining performance. I highly recommend checking it out for yourself if you got the time, just so you see what I mean. Another really good performance was Heilung's show of Senua Saga Hellblade 2. The vocals were absolutely stunning, the costuming was gorgeous, and the set design was hypnotizing. It was definitely my favorite of the performances shown at the Game Awards. Though, while I was watching it live, some people in the comments referred to it as being demonic, but there are always going to be those sorts of people, I guess. Before we move on, I just really want to shout out the flautist from the orchestra performance during the show. He gave it everything he had. I mean, the guy went absolutely wild. Those who have watched that performance will absolutely know what I'm talking about. He just kept switching up his instruments and had a ridiculous amount of energy. He certainly stood out and was incredibly entertaining. Unlike the previous game show, 2023's Game Awards actually had some interesting games revealed. Sure, a lot of them were basically just sci-fi shooters, but that just seems to be the trend lately. Not that it was a bad thing or anything, it's just something that can be seen throughout the show. There are some sweeter looking games though. There is a cozy looking cooking game where you can make a variety of different foods similar to Cooking Mama, but in a much nicer style and focus. The game show gave us a glimpse into what the inspiration for the game was, and it was really sweet. The creator told us about how his most fond moments with his mother were the times that they would cook together and show their love through food. That game is called Venba, and it was one of the games that you can actually play now. Another lovely game is Polya. Polya is a game that has some qualities from Stardew Valley, but also some from a popular 3D pseudo-anime style used a lot now. I've tried out Polya myself, and it is very relaxing and casual. It is a free-to-play new MMO and can play on multiple devices. I really enjoyed it. I think that a lot of people should try it out. Especially if you want something to calm yourself or wind down for the day. It is 100% free, and I think that it is something that people should at least try. Now, there was something I really didn't expect to see or expect to look forward to, and that is the Jurassic Park survival game in the works. 
From what we got to see and know of it, it looks like a really good first-person action-adventure. I'm genuinely surprised by it. I actually want to play it, which I can't really say about a lot of action-adventures, much less a Jurassic Park game. Let me know how you guys feel about this game in the comments. I want to know. There are plenty of other really good-looking games that I'm unable to talk about right now, but I'll leave a link to where you can find the full list of games in case you want to see what you can look forward to in the future. That is it on this episode of Random Informer with your host, me, Nathan. Next episode, we will be talking a bit about the breakthroughs in fashion history. Stay around if you are interested in that. If you liked what you heard, please consider stopping by again, listening to the other episodes, and maybe even subscribing to this podcast. You can find us at randominformer.com, on Twitter at randominformerpodcast, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you.